welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we are just thrilled that you've joined us. You know, Dr. Linda, before we get into today's program, I just uh, thought I should stop and say, you always do a really, really good job with these shows, and um, I think people are ministered to by our content. Wow, that was really nice. So I'm kind of wondering, Chris, what's up? Why, why were you being so nice? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can I? I just wanted to be nice. Are you being suspicious, Dr. Linda? I mean, thanks a lot. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's the to- it's the topic of our show today. Our, we are talking about being nice, the importance of kindness. So I thought I would demonstrate a little kindness right off the top of the show. Well, that was really nice. And I know there was an ulterior motive in that. That's right. But actually, you know what? I'm just going to take the compliment. And uh, we do have a lot of fun. And you do a fantastic job of editing as well. And people don't know that you're engineering the show behind the scenes and really making it sound great and helping us along the way. So you're kind of the backstage guy who doesn't get a lot of credit, but you do a lot of work. So see, I can give it right back. Thank you very much. Yes. It's all true, though. It's all true, though. So, hey, do you ever watch the TV show Songlin? I've heard of it, but I've never seen even one episode. Oh, my gosh, Chris. It's like our favorite television show to watch. Mm -hmm. Here's the idea. They bring in a very well-known artist. And they go out and they search for three kind of up-and-coming, they think are going to be up-and-coming songwriters. And they bring them in, and the songwriter gets to stand before these very well-known artists and pitch their song. And then what happens is there's three producers on the program that are also very well-known and have been responsible for a lot of hits. And they listen to the songs, and then the artist chooses three that they really like, and then they work with the artist and they go ahead and try to make the song sound really good so anyway that's a lot of setup to say that one of the guest artists was a man named will i am from the black eyed peas and one of the songs that he chose and he recorded was a song called be nice but i do not want negative energy if you get what you give give me positivity give it to me hey be different All right, well, we can't listen to the entire song, but Dr. Linda, why don't you read some of the the lyrics from this tune? Uh, Would you like to try and sing it first, Chris? Ah, Chris, I am, will I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here goes. It says, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice. So that's kind of the opening line. And then it says, I just want to be happy. I don't want to feel nasty. I'm trying to turn my vibration around so I can feel fantastic. Talking to myself in the mirror, telling me to cheer up. Everyone around gets tears of a clown, and so it's cold like Siberia. <laughs> but I do not want negative energy. If you get what you give, give me positivity. Give it to me. And I love this line, which should not be true, but it is. Hey, be different. Be nice. Mm. Just smile. I promise it'll change your life. And then at the end it says, The love you give is the love you get. So be nice and change your life. I got a new direction. I ain't got no time for stressing. I don't want to carry no bad vibration. (laughs) I don't want to be in depression. I just want to be cool, live my life. Do you think I have rap potential there, the way I read those lyrics? (laughs) 
Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> my husband's laughing in the in the control room party. He's laughing because he's telling me not to quit my day job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just not so sure the song would go down as some of the best lyrics I've ever heard written. But hey, it's simple and it gets the message across. And we need every bit of encouragement we can to be nice. And uh, being nice or being kind seems like something that we've lost. Like you said in the lyrics there, it says, hey, be different, be nice. It shouldn't be that way. So how would you describe kindness? Did you know that kindness is in the list of the fruit of the Spirit? My daughter had to uh, tell me all of the gifts of the Spirit the other day, and I was ashamed of myself. (laughs) I actually was thinking that, you know, I remembered patience and all the other ones, but I thought kindness is in Galatians 5, and really it should mark the person of faith. So we should be known for our kindness, Chris. And now kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly or generous consider it with other people. It usually means that you're affectionate, you're gentle, you have warmth, you're concerned, you care. So all of those words are associated with people being kind. And when we think of kind or nice people, they usually give others the benefit of the doubt and they help others. They volunteer to do things that other people typically wouldn't do. That's right. Nice and kind people are really easy to be around, I think. They're sensitive to your feelings. They're not usually argumentative. I mean, What's not to like about that type of person? You know, if our lives were marked by kindness, I think more people would be drawn to us. You know, I know my kids, like yours, are being taught probably now. They were taught in elementary school that sharing is caring. It was kind of a phrase. And to treat other people as we would want to be treated. I'm sure you and Sharon work hard at teaching your kids to do that as well. Hopefully it's taught in most families. It seems like common sense that it would be, but but it seems like that message gets beaten out of people over time. And what I mean is we see so many examples of unkind people going after each other on, on social media, people hurting people on the news. It's really scary how mean people can actually be. I know. It really gets me sometimes when I see and I hear, especially on social media, the awful comments that people make. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's due to, you know, people feeling like they've been treated unfairly or they've had histories of cruelty and abuse and other life experiences. You know, one way we are unkind that maybe we don't even think about is our impatience. Now, I don't know if you've thought of this as a way of being unkind, but how often do we get really mad at the student driver who's going, you know, 20 miles an hour in front of us on a street? Or we get really angry at the person at the grocery store because they look disorganized, they're taking too much time, and they probably have way over the number of limit of items <laughs> for that line. I can tell this is an issue with you personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be so impatient, but that can be an unkind way to behave. That's right. And it does seem like there is a lack of peace, love, tolerance, and patience, understanding, acceptance, and even empathy everywhere we look. I know we talk about it a lot on our show, but social media really has unleashed a meanness that you were talking about. I mean, I've never seen it before in my lifetime. You know, people now have multiple platforms to be rude, insensitive, hostile, and there's literally no consequences. So I'll give you an example that just kind of blew me away. It wasn't too long ago, and Billy Graham was in the news. Now, we know Billy Graham is deceased, but there was something that was brought up about him in the news. And I saw a Twitter thread that was so awful about him. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was Billy Graham. But the things that people said, I mean, I would not even be able to say them on this show. They obviously didn't know him, but that didn't stop them from making horrible comments about him. And honestly, Chris, I was truly stunned. It was 
terrible to read, and it really grieved me. And you see things on Facebook all the time. People say things like, get a life, you're a loser, who do you think you are? Personal attacks and just absolutely vulgar language and vulgar things that that people say to each other. What happened to, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it? I think it went out the social media window, actually. (laughs) And uh, let's be honest, those comments are made by people of faith as well. So we're going to talk to ourselves here, too, because these platforms encourage criticism of one another, which is really not healthy and certainly not Christian. I mean, if you want to go and talk to somebody in person, that's one thing. But it really doesn't fit with the tenets of our faith to be blasting people on social media. Do you think that niceness breeds niceness? Well, in fact, there is evidence that says that nice people have a sunnier or a more hopeful view of the world, and they stay upbeat and they stay positive despite circumstances, which is the opposite of those people who are not so nice. So the big question that I would like to answer after the break is, why is it so hard to be nice? And why do we need lyrics from a Will I Am song to remind us of this? Stay with us on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice. The love you give is the love you get, so be nice and change your life. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it. Conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life, but conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. There's no doubt about it. We are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is Be Nice, the Importance of Kindness, and we've got a lot more to talk about, but I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you can find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. Dr. Linda has a new book called Living Beyond Pain. 
co-authored with physician Dr. James Cribbs. It helps anyone living with pain get their life back. It's available online and where books are sold. And Chris, we need to be nice to people who are experiencing chronic pain. Sometimes we get very impatient with them and we want them just to stop you know, complaining or stop hurting. And that's a really a tough battle to endure. So I think we need to think about that even when we're dealing with our friends who might be in pain. Hey, our producer just is laughing. He said, Chris looks like he needs another cup of coffee. Yeah, it's a morning <laughs> where we're just sort of dragging this morning, you know? And our topic is to be nice. So we have to we have to be nice to people, yeah, including wh- each other. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was reminded uh, during the break, Dr. Linda, there's a movie, it's a kid's movie, one of the characters in the movie was describing another character. And I think this character was a weasel. And he says, the guy was the opposite of nice. He was not nice. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today is being nice. Yeah, it's a simple concept, but I just wanted to do a show where we remind each other. Maybe this would be a good show to have your kids listen to and, and talk about what it's like to have people who are not nice to you. But I do think we need to think about this as people of faith. And are we really exhibiting that fruit of the spirit of kindness in the way we behave in our culture today? Right. Well, have you heard the saying, it's easier to be clever than kind? Kindness is not something our flesh always wants to embrace. I was thinking about the gifts of the spirit, and one of the gifts of the spirit is not sarcasm. And I think a lot of people think (laughs) think that it is. Say more about this, because before the break... I had asked, why is it so hard to be nice? We need to take a spiritual perspective on this because I do believe that in Galatians 5, where Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, he is talking to the church. He's not talking to the secular culture. He had to go back to Galatia and he had to preach about this. And what he was telling the people, and I think it's a very uh, contemporary message for today, that you need the Holy Spirit to direct your life. And that is because our flesh, as we call it in, in, in the faith circles, really wants to not be nice. It really wants to rise up and take revenge and, you know, treat people a certain way because they treated us a certain way. But he is saying in Galatians 5, the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, and the flesh are warring against each other. Our sinful nature just easily rises up and it becomes reinforced in the culture around us. So if we are led by the spirit, then we can easily give in to our desires or very ungodly ways to behave to other people. And then we tend to justify our behavior, Chris, rather than feeling convicted by it, because it doesn't mark a person's Christian love. And one of the things we're really struggling with in our culture is people look at us and go, why would I want to be a Christian? Mm. They don't seem to be so different than other people. Right. So Paul tells us, walk in the Spirit, so that we can be controlled by the love of God rather than the love of ourselves. And I know that's very countercultural when we're talking about this. It really is an ongoing fight between the spirit in us and our other desires, which are, again, being reinforced by the culture. But if you allow the spirit to lead you in all things you do, you are going to have self-control, kindness, and patience, and you're going to be nice. It's really not about just reacting being prideful and self-centered, which we're prone to do anyway, because like you said, we're we're human, but allowing God's spirit to direct our attitudes and our actions. And when we don't do this, and when we're not cognizant of the spirit in us and the spirit helping us, then we can act just as badly as anyone else that we see around us. People that don't know God and aren't led by his spirit, but by their own desires are doing things that are unkind. I mean, I think this is just a way of looking at the culture from a spiritual perspective. 
And it, it depends on what your assumption is about humans. You know, this is where the very foundation, if you don't believe that people are born into sin and that they need the help of God in their lives, then you might just say, well, it doesn't matter how I behave. But personally, I don't see any evidence that any of us would live a really good, kind life if we didn't have God in our spirit. You know, one time we were at, uh, I believe it was Disney World, and uh, a family member was just appalled and shocked at how some of these people were acting and how can they talk that way? And actually stopped her. I said, <laughs> that's how, that's how non-Christians act. Yeah. So we need God. That's the whole point is we need God in our lives to really help us with these things. doesn't mean Christians are perfect, but you can at least be convicted by that and try to do better with the help of the power of the spirit. That's right. You know, one of the things I hear people say is that when you are nice or kind, people will take advantage of you. It's sort of this, like the saying, Nice guys finish last. You know, that can be true if you look only at the moment. You know, nice people are marked by love, as we've been talking about. But here's an example. You could be really kind to somebody and lose the parking space to someone who cuts you off. You know, you lost the space, but maybe you kept your dignity by not allowing the insensitivity of another person change the way you react. So if you're kind and you're helping others, you may have less for yourself but eventually your reward will be great. And in a culture that's all about winning and getting the most, that would make sense to react that way. But I was also thinking that when I'm stressed or not getting enough sleep, you know, I can be a little not nice myself. I know that's a big part of this is exhaustion can be a big reason why people can be unkind. So we don't think well when we're fatigued, we get in more of a defensive mode when we're stressed. We act more from a, I need to protect myself rather than, hey, I need to help you. Hmm. So, you know, exhaustion can be really key. And we need to be careful what we say when we're really tired. Makes you wonder in the, in the scriptures, let's say, like when Moses would act out and get himself into trouble, especially with God, makes you wonder if he wasn't stressed and tired when he acted that way. I'm sure he was. Look at how the people were responding to everything he tried to do. It was, a, it was a lonely place at the top on that one. Right. What about fear? Are we afraid to be kind because we get fearful and defensive? I think that's a big motivator to be unkind. We, we tend to go negative in our heads when we're driven by fear, which is why the Bible talks so much about not yielding to a spirit of fear. When we're fearful, we get protective, we get defensive. I act unkind when I just react in the moment without thinking. I get defensive, and then I want to protect myself. So it helps to be aware of this so you can stop yourself from just reacting impulsively. You really need to slow down, give yourself time to react in a way that isn't just out of that emotion at the moment. That's good advice for when you get that unkind email. If you react in the moment, you probably won't be kind. It's better to wait and pray and calm down and maybe not even send the email at all. And Dr. Linda, before we get into the break, let's talk about the characteristics that mark a nice and kind person. What should we see and what should we look for in our, our, our friends, our family members, and even our spouse? So one of the first things that comes to mind is that a nice person helps without expecting anything in return. You almost can't believe it when somebody just does something just because they want to be nice and they don't have any other motive. So in looking for good friends, for example, you want to avoid the takers, the ones who are all about themselves. Because kind and nice people are looking out for other people, not for themselves or what they can get for being kind. We'll talk more about the characteristics of a kind and nice person after the break on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website and online. Her latest is Living Beyond Pain book to help anyone living with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. Check out her website, drlindamental.com. That's where you will find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect on social media. And don't forget about the podcast on iTunes. And Dr. Linda, before the break, we were talking about the characteristics of a kind and nice person. And I've noticed that kind and nice people seem to, get this, listen to you. <laughs> Doesn't it drive you crazy when you're trying to talk to somebody? Hold on, hold on, Dr. Linda. I've got a text coming in. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Now, I can see you, and I see you texting. I, how many people do you know do that? Everyone. I know, and it drives me crazy because really the message is, is that you're not important right now, or you're not worthy of my attention right now. I don't think that's very kind. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say a nice and kind person will stop texting while they're talking to you. Right. And they'll stay focused. They'll listen, and they won't allow distraction to take them away. You know, here's another one I've noticed, that nice people are not just nice in situations where you are supposed to be nice. They're nice even in situations where niceness is not expected. You know, that's really a, a good one because you really notice it when people do that. In your mind, you're going, wow, that was so nice. You know, he didn't have to do that. It was totally unexpected. I was thinking about this, Chris. Norm and I had a friend a long time ago who surprised us with hotel coupons to a really nice hotel chain. And so we could travel. We had young kids at the time. We could stay basically free in a number of hotels over a period of time. It was just a gift of kindness that, honestly, I will never forget. There was no motive. There was nothing that he wanted in return. He was just being kind, just like mm. you said, in, in a way that was very unexpected. You know, truly nice people, they have a reputation for being nice. Yeah, that reputation really precedes them because for them, it's a lifestyle that they practice. And being nice doesn't mean you have to be a doormat. And sometimes we hear this, if you are kind, you lose. And I remember this from middle school. It seemed like the nice kids weren't the cool kids. The cool kids were the jerks. Yeah, there's a real difference between being a doormat and being somebody who's generous and kind to other people. And we all know that generous people really touch our lives. I was thinking about my mother-in-law who really surprised us in her death, which sounds a little strange, but we knew she was kind and she was a gentle spirit. But at her funeral, so many people came up to us and talked about what a lovely person she was, how she would listen to other people, how she would pray with them, how she would do nice things. She was just so humble, and she never brought attention to herself. Yet after her death, the kindness that she had to other people 
was very apparent. And, you know, some people might have looked at her and said she was a little bit of a doormat because she didn't speak up much and she didn't say anything. But her life was really marked by kindness. And that's going to be an eternal reward that she's going to get one day as well. What about this? Are nice people nice to themselves? No, I'm really glad you asked that because you really can't sustain being nice to others if you're constantly being self-critical and you're hard on yourself. You know, we all act selfishly once in a while because we're human, right? So we might act out of that fear, that anger that we talked about earlier. But when we do, we repent, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, we move on. That's what we call grace. You know, we aren't earning our goodness. So when you fail and you're criticizing yourself, you have an opportunity to rely more on God to change you and be more like Him. You know, really nice people don't make excuses. And that's one of the reasons why we like to be in relationship with a nice and kind person. They take responsibility when they need to. They don't blame others. It's a really great trait. Dr. Linda, we're getting closer to the end of the program here. I want to ask you this. How do we deal with people who are not kind or nice at work? uh, Your coworker tells an untruth about you that uh, will get him ahead. He basically tries to throw you under the bus. Uh, How do we deal with that? Yeah, first rule is don't meet unkind with unkind, right? In other words, don't give it back to the person. And that's hard to do in the natural when someone isn't nice, you know, because my instinct is I want to lay them flat if I'm really honest about it. (laughs) But responding like they do just brings you down a notch. It's unbecoming. You usually regret it later, too, because you can't take back words. And when you really lay someone out, that stings and it really stays with the person I've said this before, Chris, but I've had clients who were in their 40s and 50s, and they still recall the mean and unkind words or actions that someone said to them. And for some people, it changed their life in not so good ways. You know, the Bible tells us to be responsible for our careless words. It's not wrong to let someone know how their words affect you. It doesn't always mean the person's going to apologize so. So if your intent is to get an apology from someone, be prepared that it might not happen. I do believe people should be aware of how their lies and their meanness and their unkind behavior impact someone. They may change their behavior if they saw the consequences, but they may not. You know, I think we're always seeking justice, but that's a matter of allowing God to deal with the person. So here's the bottom line. When somebody is really mean and hateful, something is going on inside of them. Uh, They're not going to usually respond to you trying to change them at that moment. But you can certainly hold your own. You can be assertive. And again, Don't meet unkindness with unkindness. Be different. Change the way you respond. Jesus was extremely counterculture. The question is, whose life do you want to imitate? Someone in the culture who's powerful, mean, and angry, or the life of Christ, which is marked by love and kindness? I know which path I want to choose, and it means I have to have a deeper dependence on being led by the Spirit. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend. 
and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.